My name is Danae Reed, and I want to welcome you to the part of life where mothers do not physically, emotionally, or mentally exist. Welcome to Damn Mom, Really? Which is a podcast that seeks to shed light on grief and open up a conversation about a topic that is often avoided. Again, this is a space for people who have either experienced the loss of a mother or a mother figure, and I am so excited to fellowship with you guys. The contents of these episodes is up to the discretion of both my guests and myself, and I can trust that they are telling the truth just as much as I am as it feels right for them. Also noting that the subject matter can potentially be heavy or triggering we have included a six minute cool down meditation by Liliana Rasmussen at the end of this episode for your pleasure and this soundscape is brought to you by Scott Reed Jr. Welcome to Damn Mom Really, the podcast that everybody wants to listen to and nobody wants to be on. My name is Danae, and I am so happy to be here with you guys today. Um, If you guys notice, I'm going a little bit out of schedule. I usually drop an episode every 10 days, but this one is super special, and I wanted to make sure I did it. And that's why I'm pushing through with this raspy voice, so I am sorry ahead of time that you guys have to listen to me um, sound a little raspy. I feel like I sound like I gargle acid or something, but I, I don't. I think it's some allergy thing going on, so... Bear with me. I'm going to push through this. I was planning to maybe not do this, but I think in honor of my mom and in honor of the content of this episode, I think I need to. So as anybody who listens to this podcast knows or knows me knows, my mom passed away on May 28th of 2022, and it was the worst day of my life. It is still really difficult for me to even think about that day. I lost my mom really suddenly, really tragically, and um, I was with her when she passed, and so that trauma is really multi-layered. And yeah, uh, anybody who knows me knows that my mom is like literally my best friend in the entire world. Like, I don't think I could potentially love anybody more than I love my mom. She, to me, is so special. She was like my manager, really. She was my boss, just my confident, like my confident, I'm sorry, my best friend. You know, when I think about my mom, I think about her being my best friend before I think about anything else. And when she passed, I lost a lot that day. I lost more than a mom, you know, and our relationship was pretty damn near perfect. We didn't really argue too much. We saw eye to eye. You know, I I called her a million times a day and she answered and we texted a million times a day. And it was so special. Like my mom is so, so special to me. And I've always been that way. You know, my mom has always been my person. And I I call her my rib. I call her like my backbone. I definitely think she's my soulmate. You know, I, I feel like we've lived this life together before a million times. And, you know, she's the only way I would ever do this life thing again, because this is ghetto as hell. Life is so hard. And I'm realizing, you know, at 27, it's definitely not you know how like as a kid you um you're like oh I can't wait to be an adult so I can have the freedom and do whatever I want I've realized that that freedom is definitely not worth what it comes with and so I've been thinking about that a lot lately but back to my mom yeah we have this really unique so special relationship like I feel her so much and I I feel like it's so hard for me to describe her or how I feel about her and in any summation of words and any summation of time because I could spend the rest of my life talking about my, how amazing my mom is finding new adjectives along the way and um, uh, I, I'm really grateful for this space to be able to talk about her and give other people the platform to talk about their moms as well 
uh, I, I, I created Damn Mom really in lieu of trying to understand my own grief to try to help other people understand theirs and to give grief a face because it's something that tends to sneak in the background and people want you to forget about it or people want you to move on and move forward. And I'm so blessed with a family system that does not believe in silencing feelings, does not believe in silencing emotion. And I want that to be commonplace for everybody. I was, like I said, very blessed to be able to talk at no end to anybody about how I feel about my mom, about my sadness, about my grief, about, you know, how depressed I'm feeling, about how I don't want to be here, about so many different things. And I've realized in this process that not everybody has that. And so that's part of the the catalyst behind Damn Mom, really. But, it, you know, it's a, it's a mix of things. And I'm, again, just really grateful for this space. I'm grateful for the community that this is cultivating. And I'm, I'm so honored to be able to give those folks who were not able to speak about their grief, the, the space to think about it or talk about it. You know, I can't tell you how many people I've talked to, whether they've been on the show or not, who have said, I never really got to talk about my mom or I never really got to grieve my mom or, you know, I haven't talked about my mom in a long time. And that's the reality of the thing. We live in a world that just kind of silences anything that's negative, but it's real. And I think grief is it's it's hard, but it's such a beautiful thing because it really shows just how much you love somebody or something. Grief is not tied to death. Of course, you know, grief comes with any major life change, ma major or minor. And so, yeah, I, I'm really happy to have this platform to be able to do work that I think is important. Of course, I'd rather have my mom than to be here with y'all. But if I can't have her, I am happy that I am able to share these moments with you. So back in October of last year, I was on the train. And I was reading a book called Dead Mother's Club, I believe. The title is very curt, very blunt and in your face, but the content of it is pretty good, except I didn't feel represented in it. Of course, the author is a, a white woman, and of course, that's perfectly fine. But that story is a lot different from mine, and a lot of the grief that she touched on specifically was grief from the standpoint of people who lost their mothers at a young age. And I couldn't relate to that because when I lost my mom, I was 26, and most of the people in the text were younger than me. And they talked about kind of how grief affected them throughout the rest of their lives. So somebody might have lost their mom at 12, but when the when they were doing the interview for the book, they were, you know, in their 30s or something. And so I had this idea that maybe I will create a space that would allow people to feel seen and feel heard across the board, which is why the idea of losing a mother, I wanted to, it to be very inclusive. And the idea of the persons that could be on the show or would speak, I wanted that to be very inclusive as well because, again, the face of grief is not black women. Black women, as you know, are taught to be very strong, and obviously the show isn't only for us, but as a black woman I'm speaking to experience you're taught to be very strong and not vulnerable. And just like the face of a lot of uh, wellness movements, it does, like, I'm not reflected in that. And so that's another part of the reason that Damn Mom really came about. But back to this book, I'm reading this book on the train. And, you know, I think it's awesome. I think, you know, the content is great. And I know that she started a blog It had said somewhere in the text that she had started a blog. And that's how it became this book, which is now a New York Times bestseller. I think it's from like the 90s. And so I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll start a blog because I used to have a blog back in the day called Good People. A shout out to those who remember that. And um, 
at, you know, at the time I was working for radio though. And so I was like, well, why would I start a blog? I already work for radio. I already kind of had the equipment. Why not just start a podcast? And, you know, before this, I really hated podcasts. You know, there's like this underlying like secret beef between podcasters and people who went to school for communications, I think. And so I hated podcasts because the face of podcasts, I just think that there's so much amazing work to be done in this space but a lot of people use it the wrong way. And so I really hated them. And I was like, you know, years people have asked me if I was going to do a podcast. And I would say, no, I hate podcasts. But when this this message, I feel like kind of landed in my lap that it was time to do one, I didn't hesitate and it felt really right. And so, you know, again, I'm on the train and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna make a podcast and this is what it's going to be. And then I was like, okay, what am I going to name it? And so I, I get off the train, I'm walking up the steps to, I think I was on my way to a photo shoot. And I was just like, okay, I, I love things that matter and, and mean something to me and, and that it's deep. And so I was like, okay, my mom's initials are DM. And I just stopped at the M at the time um, because her name on Facebook is Danette Michelle. And so I was like, okay, DM, DM, DM. Well, damn, mom. And so that's how that came about. And then I thought about, okay, well, the last name is R. So let's see if I'll put R in it and see how it feels. So I was, you know, torn between damn mom and damn mom really. And damn mom really just stuck. And, you know, you have to say it a certain type of way with a little bit of girth. It's like, damn mom, really? And the the name, I love it so much because that's how I feel. Damn mom, really? You Like, you're not here? Damn mom, like, where'd you go? You know? And, um, yeah, that literally is kind of how it came about. And I knew that it was something that I was meant to do because it came together so seamlessly, you know, between me being two stops away from my last stop and getting off the train, I had cultivated this whole idea of something that I hadn't seen before and I was ready to start. And so within like a couple days, I started playing around with logos and stuff. And the logo has its own hidden meaning. If you look at it, my it's two women. And they have butterflies on their noses. And when I was a little girl, my mom used to give me butterfly kisses, uh, which I remember so vividly. My mom's spirit animal is a butterfly. And then if you see it, it's like two lines kind of merged together for each respective parties. And it, and it resembles the idea of uh, body and also spirit. And then if you look at the whole thing, it looks like a butterfly, but it also looks like a uterus. <laughs> so there's a lot going on there with the imagery. Purple is also my mom's favorite color. And as I mentioned, her spirit animal is a butterfly, but she also loved butterflies as well. And so I wanted to make sure that everything felt, you know, really, really linked to who I am. And so I have this whole thing together and it's beautiful and it's amazing. And I'm like, okay, when am I going to come out with a date? What is the date going to be? Because I tend to be a person sometimes where I have a million ideas and I might not do it. And so I was like, okay, I am going to drop this on my grandmother, her mom's birthday. And I am going to make my grandmother, her um, mom my first episode and so I did so January 22nd damn mom really was born DMR was reborn and it has been such a beautiful amazing experience ever since then um, that I, I didn't expect to be on but you know life has a way of setting us up for what's next even if it's tragedy and I don't like the idea of saying everything happens for a reason because you know I would much rather have my mom so I don't I don't like to use it in that regard but you know, I lost my mom and then 
was able to create something from that. So that is how Damn Mom really was born. That's the backstory behind it. I wish it was something, you know, or maybe I don't. I shouldn't say I wish that it was something more grand because it is grand. But, um, yeah, it was pretty simple. And I think, again, you know, I, I struggle with religion a lot, especially since losing my mom in the way that I did. But I believe in God, and I believe that when God has something that is for you, that he's placing on your heart, you just kind of, sometimes it's just seamless, and that's what it was. And I've met so many amazing people, had so many amazing conversations, and I'm learning how to deal with grief myself and also just becoming better at what I do. My background is in hosting and talking to people, having these conversations. It's just been so beneficial for me and other folks across the board, and so I'm super happy that this platform has already grown in the four months that it's been around. I'm so happy that I've met so many amazing people and I've met people who get it, you know? I think that's what it is. It's just like when you lose your mom, when you lose anybody, you really just want someone to get it. And I've found that community in you guys, whether you've lost your mom or not or understand grief in a different way. And I am just so humbled by the fact that you guys have trusted me and wanted to listen to my story and the story of some brilliant folks who are just so amazing and doing their best despite any adversity or the odds. So that's the background of DMR the show. To give you guys a little bit of background about DMR the person, Danette Michelle Reed, my mama. She was born October 2nd, 1968. And, um, you know, for any history buffs out there, I'm not, but I do know this, that 1968 is considered the year that changed history for a lot of different reasons, right? And I always say, yeah, of course, it's because my mom was born that year. Um, that's how highly I I think of her. I think that the day that she was born is the best day to ever exist in the history of the world. And I, I'll explain a little bit why that is. So for anybody who knows me um, or has even had a glimpse of me and my relationship with my mom, whether it was while she was Earthside or not, you guys know how deeply like I revere her, how much I love her. Like, And love doesn't even feel like the right word to encapsulate how I feel about her because she's just the most amazing person I've ever met in my life. And I, I mean, I don't think that I could love anybody as much as I love her or more than I love her. And honestly, I don't necessarily know if I want to because with love comes um, tragedy, of course. But uh, yeah, so, you know, from jump, she was just changing the world. She wanted to make sure that people got fed. She was feeding her hungry friends and bringing people over to her parents' house and letting her best friend slash my godmom stay with them when she needed a place to stay. And that's just how my mom was. That's how she is. That's how she's always been. And that spirit of giving is so evergreen. I've never met a more selfless person in my life. It's it's crazy. And like, you know, everybody says their mom is the best. You know, I really think that my mom is the best. And I think she's the best person ever. Like this is becoming a love note to her, but that's really how I feel. I wish I could write a trillion love notes to her. And honestly, I could spend the rest of my life trying to find all of the amazing adjectives that I feel like describe her the beauty of her and the beauty of her spirit, but I don't think that I'll be able to do that because there's just not enough words to explain how I feel about her and what she is. I see a butterfly floating across as I, as I say this. She's always with me, and I mean, the way that I've experienced her spiritually since she's transitioned 
has been amazing. But my mom went to Westchester University of Pennsylvania and met my dad there. She went to school for business. I always mess up her degree, y'all. As much as I know about my mom, I always mess up her degree. <laughs> but she went to school for some sort of business management or something. And campus, that's where she met my father, my daddy. And they dated for about six years and then got married and were married for almost 26 years at the time of her transition. I still say that my parents are married because I think that in my head they're married forever and ever and ever. But anyway, yeah. And so my mom was really active on campus. She brought Shirley Chisholm to campus when Shirley Chisholm was running for president. And she also chartered the Rho Alpha chapter of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated on Westchester's campus, which is a chapter that I would later pledge in in 2016. So there's a lot of you know, ties that I've had to my mom purposely. Growing up, I always wanted to be like her, always. I said, I know that I want to be a Delta, and I know that I want to go to Westchester just like my mom. And I did both of those things. I, I really wanted to follow in her footsteps as much as possible, so much so that my signature, I literally mimicked after her because I've always wanted to be like her. I just... You know, I, I always looked at her as this amazing woman, even when I was too young to understand the uh, or put into words how amazing she is. I could just feel that energy from her. And she really loved being a mother, loved being a wife. She owned a State Farm Insurance Agency. And so because of that, entrepreneurship has always been in my brother and my blood. You know, I've never seen a limitation on myself because my mom never placed that on either of us. Um, and she never had that for herself either. So, yeah, we have a very cohesive family unit. And obviously nothing is perfect, but I definitely think that my family was as close to perfect as we could have been. You know, dad has uh, worked for the government. Mom owns an insurance agency and is also an author and also owns a, a card making business. And my brother went to school on a full scholarship for football and I went to college on a scholarship for academics and I was a cheerleader you know just very kind of like cohesive cookie cutter family unit and uh, that's kind of how I grew up I always grew up really thankful really grateful loved being around my family so much and that's a lot of that has to do with the my mom I, I'd say most of it has to do with my mom but she's so supportive of everything that me and my brother have done really one of my line sisters has said to me you know your mom would have supported you even if you decided today that you wanted to sell feathers on the street. And that is so true. She is so much my, like, rock, my backbone, my everything. And I just, I feel like I, my mom is everything to me. She's really my my world, and I, I know I wouldn't be who I am without the way that she fed into me and my brother and, and pushed us and encouraged us and, I mean, even when she didn't necessarily see the goal or the dream, she understood that I needed to do what I was going to do and she was going to be there to support me. And I just, it's so rare to have somebody like that. I mean, her homegoing service was on a Wednesday morning and 1,500 people showed up. Like that just goes to show the magnitude of my mom and how many lives she touched. So many people love her. I don't think that you could come across a person who did not say Danette Reed is one of their favorite persons, if not their favorite person. And I am so honored to be able to have touched her. Not, you know, not even as just her daughter, but just to be in her vicinity, in her space. I'm so grateful that I was able to experience her in a multitude of ways. 
I mean, and I spent so much time with my mom, and quite frankly, I still do. So I, I could go down a list of things that we did together, but there's no end to the Danae shenanigans. But I, like I said, I still hang out with her. I mean, yesterday I, I went to the cemetery, which I do every time I'm home, and I took a nap there. And the other day I did Pilates there, and I have lunch there, and I journal there, and I read there, and I, I clean it, like disinfect her headstone, and I'm about to do some more decorating. I decorate for every big holiday you know and um i i've made it a point to keep our relationship going in that way and it helps me a lot and the podcast helps me a lot too but to be completely honest i am really broken in a way that i don't even think i understand fully i think my body gets it i think my mind sometimes is kind of like on different things but i have really great times and i have really bad times I know that I miss her so much, though, and it does not feel real that she's been transitioned for a year now. It doesn't even feel like she's been transitioned for a minute um, at that. But uh, I, I know I believe that I'll see her again someday. And I think that that's what keeps me going every day. I'm like, you know, just one day closer, one day closer and not necessarily in a morbid way, I guess. Well, maybe depending on how you look at it. But for me, it's like. I am one day closer to seeing my mom, and that gives me something to look forward to. For me, every day is a check off the board. Check off the board. I'm getting closer and closer every single day, and I just can't wait to see her again. I can't wait. Like I, I That's going to be the best day of my life. And um, I'm doing my best. It's a struggle for sure. I, I get very emotional. I can talk about her, and I think I dissociate a little bit. Me and my therapist are talking about this. It's normal, though, so don't, don't fret for me. If you guys want to say a prayer, you can, but not because of that. Um, but, yeah, it's very difficult to imagine the rest of my world without her being Earthside. And I know of course, that that's what it is, but I don't think about it too much because it still feels like she's going to walk through the door any second or, you know, she hasn't really gone anywhere and just talking about the spiritual aspect of things. My mom sends me stuff. She'll send me those, I call them wish flowers, but they're dandelions when they're white and she'll send them to me, my dad and my brother. The black butterfly was like her staple. Everybody saw it right after she passed and, you know, so she'll send us butterflies. She'll send us that, uh, pennies, dimes. I'll see little signs around, like little messages that I know it's her. I'll be outside and I feel a gust of wind and I know it's her. I'll listen to a song and I'm like, this feels like a hug from my mom. Um, she's in my dreams almost every single night. And uh, a couple weeks ago, I had a dream where she gave me a hug and I actually could feel it. And if I close my eyes and think about it, I can still feel it. And it was the best embrace I've ever felt in my life. So much that it makes me emotional, but not in a sad way, in a happy way. She's shown me so much. She's shown me heaven. The other day, she left a feather on my bed, a, a, a feather of a dove in Brooklyn, New York. You know, so I choose to believe in those things because I think that they're real. Um, I I want to say I know that they are, and that's the stuff that keeps me going. And also, again, just amazing family and friends. My family unit is so freaking strong, and it's always been but it's gotten even stronger and I'm just so grateful for the people that have been there for me and the people that I've been there for and whether you've lost your mom or not, you know, thank you guys so much for supporting the show. And again, just seeing my vision and seeing this through with me, I know that grief isn't an easy thing to talk about, but I want to change that. I wanted to, I want to make it a little bit easier for all of us. And I've talked for 24 minutes now at this point. I knew I'm not surprised that I could talk for almost 25 minutes straight. I'm sure the people who know me aren't that surprised either. But 
I want to end this again with just an I love you so much to everybody who listens to this podcast. I welcome anybody who um, is new here to reach out to me and let me know how you're feeling about grief or even if you just want to talk and say hey I'm so open to all forms of communication and just again building community my mom is really invested in community and uh the service way and I would say I am too but I'm also invested in community what's at the forefront of my mind is building um cohesive relationships and having conversations and um, oh, before I go, I do want to mention my mom started Read Cares Foundation, which is a nonprofit that seeks to alleviate food insecurity on college campuses. And that goes to show the amazing amount of work that my mom put into um, being in the community. And she never wanted any accolades for it. She never wanted any claps or snaps or anything. She was just happy to serve. And um, I know where she is. I know who she's with. And um, I'm excited to continue to do that work. And so if anybody wants to know more about my mom's foundation, please reach out to me. We're always looking for volunteers. This is not a plug, but it kind of is. So if you guys are interested in learning more about Read Cares and more about my mama, um, just let me know. But you guys, this is, yeah, 26 minutes. 26 minutes of Danae talking. Wow. And I'm sure I could go on longer. Thank you guys so much for bearing with me through this as my voice sounds like I swallowed a horse. I am so sorry for that. Hopefully I feel, you know, somewhat better, I guess, um, in a couple of days when I tape our next episode of Damn Mom, really? But I also want to thank you guys so much for listening to this episode and all the other episodes. And if you have not gotten a chance to check them out, please, please, please do. There's some amazing folks dropping some amazing gems that are relevant regardless of whether or not you've experienced grief of losing a mother, mother figure, grief period. I think that there's some really great life lessons to be heard in the voices of the people who have been on my show. So I want to say that I love you guys so much. Thank you guys for rocking with me for this past year. Those of you who have joined on in the past four months since I started my podcast, I love y'all just the same. I'll see you guys in a couple days. Again, this is Danae with Damn Mom Really, and I'll see you guys soon. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave us a review and a comment. It's super, super helpful to us. And as promised, there's a relaxing cool down slash guided meditation by Liliana Rasmussen coming up in five, four, three, two. Welcome to this guided meditation session to create a safe place for you. Chronic pain can be very hard to handle, but many times when we create a mental image of our suffering, we tend to aggravate this pain, thus increasing it. Then every time we feel the sensation, we will have a negative thought attached to it on a conscious and subconscious level. So what this meditation will teach you are techniques to change the mental image that has been created from this pain, and instead implement a peaceful association with pleasant visualizations that create a warmer bonding between you and your body's sensations. This allows you to accept and allow, instead of fight and push away. Make sure you're in a very comfortable position. Sit down or lay down if that feels good for you, however you need to position yourself so that none of your muscles are activated or tense. Every part of your body can rest and feel completely relaxed during this meditation. Begin by taking five deep breaths to relax even more. One, full breath in and let it go. Two, fully inhale and exhale. Three, breathe in as much as you can and let it go, feeling a wave of relaxation come over you. Four, inhale deeply 
and exhale, feeling invigorated. Five, last one, fully inhale, and exhale, feeling any tension loosen up and your body feeling extremely relaxed. Good. And just allow your breath to slow and flow naturally now. Don't try to change anything about it. Just notice the calmness that these five breaths gifted you. Notice how your body breathes without you doing anything at all. Begin to feel any sensations that you associate with your pain. Bring them into your awareness and allow these feelings to multiply. You're completely safe and secure. It's okay to allow these sensations to arise. They will not harm you. Put all of your focus on these areas. Really feel their exact position and the quality of the sensations. What's the pain like for you? Is it stinging, tingling, or burning? Perhaps it's like something else. In your mind, describe every detail and then sit with it. Be entirely with it while it presents itself. Don't do anything about it except feel it. Allow the sensations to grow and don't stop them. Just see what they do. Notice the details of changes the sensations make. Good, you're doing so well. Now switch your focus and bring into your mind's eye a visual of a place you love to go or have been to that is very serene and peaceful for you. It could be an imaginary place, like on top of a gorgeous mountain, or somewhere you frequently go, like a nearby nature path. Your favorite place could be as simple as your warm, cozy bed next to a loved one. Wherever this place is for you, see it vividly right now. Start by visualizing all the physical aspects of this place. Where are you? What do you see when you look up? If you're outside, it could be the sky. If you're in a safe room somewhere, it could be the ceiling. Notice everything you see when you look up. Now look down and at your feet. What does the ground look like below you? Gaze all around this favorite place of yours, making the colors bright and vivid. Make out even more details now, like the leaves on the trees and plants or the things that are placed around the room. Do you notice any patterns anywhere? They could be patterns in nature, like the way things grow or the patterns of fabrics and objects in a room. Notice every pattern you can find in great detail. The more details you can imagine, the better. How dark or light out is it? What time of the day do you think it is? And make a judgment about the placement of the sun in the sky. Which way is the light of the sun coming into your imagination? Look at all of the beautiful things that make this place so enjoyable for you. Use your visual creativity of this place for the next several moments. Nice. Now you are going to bring about the sensations this beautiful spot offers. Start by tapping your feet on the ground. Is the surface hard or soft? Feel the ground below you here with your feet, noticing anything you can about it. Become aware of the temperature in this place. Is it cool or warm or hot? Is there a breeze blowing or is the air calm and still? Can you feel the sun on your skin? Sit with these sensations for a few moments and enjoy them. Are there any smells here? If you're imagining the beach, maybe you can smell the salty air, or if you're in a forest, the smell of nature. Just notice how your sense of smell can create sensations of aromas for you when you put your mind to it. What about sounds? Bring fully into this experience any sounds that surround you here. Perhaps you hear a loved one nearby. Perhaps you're alone and you can hear the sounds that nature creates for you. Vividly hear any sounds in this experience. Sit with these senses activated for a few moments and begin to interact with your environment. Great. To relax even further, become aware of what you're doing here. Are you sitting down and relaxing or walking around and exploring? 
Are you doing exactly what you love and want to do? See yourself being completely relaxed and happy here. There's no need to do anything here but relax and enjoy it. Be assured that this place is always here for you to keep you safe if you need to flee from pain. Take another slow and deep breath in. And as you exhale, you feel at complete peace with yourself and all the sensations in your body. As I speak these words to you, you are changing the mental images associated with your pain. Whenever you feel overwhelmed by the sensations in your body, repeat this exercise to accept the pain and change the thoughts associated with it. When you use this technique, you will stop the pain from becoming aggravated and growing stronger. When you vividly visualize a safe and peaceful place in moments of distress, you are slowing down your pulse and blood pressure, creating a peaceful and strong connection to your body and mind. Allow yourself to slowly become aware of your surroundings, and whenever you're ready, open your eyes, ready to go about your day peacefully.